providing you with health information and guests to elevate your health and life and help make your life better in 30 minutes or less. This is the Frontline Health Podcast. As we move into March, spring has sprung in parts of the U.S., and it means flowers and new leaves are not far behind, along with pollen and those pesky seasonal allergies. If your allergies keep you from enjoying the beauty of spring, then you'll want to stay tuned for this episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com as we discuss some ways you can minimize the effects of seasonal allergies. Here in the South, we're already seeing pollen alerts. Currently, we're seeing high levels of pollen from maple, cedar, and elm trees, and we've seen these levels for the last week, which will be followed by all the other tree pollens, which means those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies should get mentally prepared for the issues that come along with them. If you have allergies, you know what these issues are. The good old stuffy or runny nose, the phlegm that just doesn't stop, the itchy nose, eyes, mouth, or throat, those red, watery, and puffy eyes, sneezing, coughing, and fatigue, which are all annoying, frustrating, and can often be debilitating to the point of affecting our productivity at school or work. As a quick side note, a lot of folks start to get concerned when they get these symptoms, thinking it may be the cold or COVID. But keep in mind that the main difference is the fact that you'll rarely have a fever, chills, or body aches with allergies. Now, back to allergies. Let's take just a few seconds to better understand what causes allergies. Generally, our immune systems try to protect our bodies from getting sick by attacking potentially harmful substances like viruses and bacteria, which is a good thing. But sometimes our body mistakenly attacks substances that are typically not a significant threat to most people, such as food, pollen, or mold, according to the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. When a person with allergies breathes in a trigger, an allergen, their immune system goes into overdrive trying to fight it off by producing antibodies. These antibodies signal your body to release histamines, which are chemicals that set off bodily responses designed to get rid of the allergen ASAP. Your body has two main ways that it responds to these triggers. It simultaneously goes on offense by trying to expel the allergen by sneezing, coughing, producing more phlegm, or producing discharge in the form of a runny nose or watery eyes. And it also goes on defense by giving you a stuffy nose to prevent you from breathing any more of the allergen into your body. We know how our body responds, and we also know it's a particular item, an allergen that creates this response in our bodies, which is really the key to finding ways to fight against allergies. The first step is to find out what triggers your allergies. It may be pollen, but it's rarely all pollens, so it's a great idea to find out what specific pollen or pollens cause your body to have the allergic response. This can be done in a doctor's office with a blood test or what they call the scratch test to see how you respond when an allergen is introduced to your skin. Once you know your triggers, the second step, and this may sound a little elementary, but it's probably the most important and effective of all steps, 
is to avoid and minimize the time that you're exposed to that allergen. I know you're probably thinking, thanks a lot, Sherlock, but I have a life and I have to go outside and I have to do yard work, which makes it really, really hard for me to avoid pollen. Now, it's true, we can't stop the exposure to pollen, but we can minimize that exposure. We can do this by paying attention to the pollen counts. It's relatively easy these days to keep track of of the pollen count and the types of pollen through websites or apps. Many weather apps even show warnings of the particular pollens that are high on a daily basis in your area. When you know that your particular allergen is high, then limit the time that you're outside. And as much as you want to get that fresh air inside your house, keep your doors and windows closed to limit the amount of pollen that gets into your house. It's also important to note that pollen levels are typically the highest in the morning times between 5 and 10 a.m. So avoid outdoor activities during those times for sure. It's a good idea to make sure your air filters are changed on your air conditioning unit, and you may even look into investing in air purifiers for your house to reduce the pollen in the air. Make sure if you go out and get one of those air purifiers that they have a HEPA air filter. They remove about 99.7% of the mold, dust, pollen, viruses, and bacteria in the air, and they're really the best filters that you can get. If you can only afford one, then put it in your bedroom where we spend most of our time and it will reduce the amount of pollen and other allergens that you're exposed to each day and really help your body clear out allergens overnight and get caught up on getting you back to where you need to be. Third, make sure you're keeping your floors vacuumed and cleaned. Your vacuum should have a HEPA filter as well, just like your air purifier, in order to keep the the pollen and dust from just being further blown around the house. It's interesting to note that if even if you keep your windows and doors closed and have an air purifier, you need to make sure you're cleaning your floors because we bring pollen into the house on our shoes and our clothes. That's right. Apparently, there's something to the idea of not wearing your shoes in the house. Some allergists even recommend taking off your clothes that you've worn outside and putting on another set of clothes in order to minimize pollen pollen exposure in your house. All the steps we've talked about so far have been based on avoidance of the allergen, which is by far the best and most effective way to reduce your allergies. However, once you've done everything you can to avoid exposure to your triggers, there are a few other things you can do to help reduce your body's response to these allergens. And you may be asking, well, what are there? Well, there are several natural ingredients that can help fight against allergies and could really be what I consider a first-line therapy before going to other medications or over-the-counter products with those potential side effects that come along with them. In recent years, there's been a huge resurgence in interest towards more natural treatments, and there have been some surprising results when they've been used in treating some mild to moderate allergies. The list is continuing to grow, but there are two that we're going to discuss today. These two ingredients are flavonoids, which are derived only from plants and we get through our diets with fruits and vegetables. These are also ingredients that we've discussed in more detail in other Frontline Health podcasts. The first ingredients we're going to discuss today is luteolin. 
Research has shown that luteolin, which is found in herbs and vegetables, it's also the one that we talked about was found in peanut shells, reduces the release of histamine, which as you recall, is what our bodies release when it's exposed to an allergen. The research is continuing to grow in support of the use of luteolin in helping with seasonal allergies, but the other flavonoid that has even more evidence in it in its use against seasonal allergies is quercetin. While it's new for me and many of you, quercetin has been used for years by many physicians and health practitioners, especially those in the natural health world. Here are a few quotes from recent studies regarding quercetin. Quote, quercetin inhibits the production and release of histamine and other allergic and inflammatory substances, possibly by stabilizing cell membranes of mast cells. In particular, quercetin is an inhibitor of allergic mediator release from mast cells and basophils, another type of white blood cell involved in immune reactions. Quercetin is also an inhibitor of human mast cell activation through the inhibition of histamine, leukotrienes, and prostaglandins release and protein kinase activation. Unquote. While these ingredients are beginning to pick up steam and interest in the United States, it's important to note that other nations have been on board with these ingredients for years, and their studies and results have been the catalyst for much of our interest in recent years. This should help us have a greater confidence in these two ingredients, knowing that they've been used in other parts of the world for years with some very, very strong and positive results. If you take all the steps to avoid your triggers and the natural ingredients are not working for you, really the next step to help fight off your allergies is going to an over-the-counter or prescription antihistamine. While you do that, it's probably important to note that there are basically two classes of antihistamines currently on the market. They're defined as first-generation and second-generation antihistamines. The great generalization or stereotype on these classes is that the first-generation antihistamines, which include ingredients such as bromphenyramine, doxycycline, diphenhydramine, are the most effective in stopping the body's response to allergies but they can cause drowsiness. Diphenhydramines actually used in several sleep aids with varying degrees of drowsiness amongst all those products or ingredients. While the second generation antihistamines such as loratadine, fexofenadine, cetirizine are just not as effective in stopping the body's response, of course, there are varying degrees of that amongst them as well, but they don't get you near as drowsy. With this understanding, you may want to look a little closer at your over-the-counter antihistamine and go for the second generation first, see if it's effective at stopping your symptoms, and then step into one of the first generation antihistamines if they don't seem to do the trick. While we can do all of these steps to minimize the effects of seasonal allergies, there are times and triggers that our body's response is just too much. It can be miserable to be in those situations, but take as deep a breath as you can and understand what's happening to your body, why it's happening, and then set up some time to visit a physician, which is just one more step in taking ownership of your health. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. We look forward to you, jo- to you joining us on our next episode. 
Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Frontline Health Podcast by Centurion, where our desire is to elevate your health and life. If you found benefit from this episode or know someone who could, please pass it along. We'd love to hear any feedback or questions you may have by emailing us at admin at centurionlabs.com. Until next time, remember, you are your best health advocate. So go take ownership of your health today.